Hello again and thank you for joining us for another encounter with God. I pray that you and your families will continue to grow in Christ as you get to know him, that you will also be able to make him known to the world. I want to continue from last week's message. And as I mentioned, we are going to go back to the passage of John chapter 4. We are looking at the life of the Samaritan woman and how Jesus engaged this woman um, in, in uh, conversation by introducing uh, God to her and as a result of that she goes back to her city when she came to know Jesus and began to spread the message of the gospel um, of salvation so we're going to pick it up from there and I'm hoping that we will be able to draw some important lessons from this passage today and these lessons will um, my hope is that will encourage us will motivate us to be a witness uh, for God. So we're going to pick this up from verse 11. Um, um, maybe let's go back again to verse 9 where Jesus and this woman's conversation, the Samaritan woman began to um, challenge or ask Christ questions and challenge him about water that Christ was asking for. Just to give us a recap that the Samaritans and the Jews had nothing in common. So Christ was not even expected to be engaging this woman in any conversation. So that is why the disciples, when they came back from Samaria, the city of Samaria, and then they found this Jesus talking to this woman, they were baffled and began to ask questions. Why is Christ talking to, uh, to her? You will see this as we read on. The Samaritan woman said in verse 9 to Jesus, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Is that your issue for not being able to share the gospel? Is it because of social uh, standing? Is it because of educational standing? Is it because of race that is preventing you from being a witness or sharing your faith with other people? I am praying that this will not be a hindrance. Christ went beyond um, his cultural and uh, norms and went to minister to this woman whom he was not supposed the world at, at that time was thinking that they were not supposed even to be talking to each other jesus answered verse 10 if you knew the gift of god and who it is that asks you for a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water oh hallelujah i wish the world and you listening to this message will know that Jesus has all, is the fullness of God that God wants us to, to receive. That if you knew that if you believe in Jesus, your life will become complete. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw, the, to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? You have nothing to draw with and the well that you want to draw water from is deep. The world thinks that there are impossibilities that God cannot handle. But with, with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Yeah, the world in the physical mind may be deep, but God can go to every lens in order to redeem and bring life 
to the lost soul. So there is nothing, there is no depth of your life that you have fallen that God is not able to lift you up. There is now no limit of uh, the place that God will go to in order to bring you. This woman was saying, yes, the well is deep. You don't even have anything to draw with. Yes, but Christ had it all. He could have just spoken and the water will start just gushing out. He had everything that he could do in order to be able to get the water. But he was talking about eternal life. Yes, the, the one that you need, the one that God will go to every level in order to redeem you. Yes, the woman, his mind was limited because she couldn't see in the deep things that God wants us to understand. The world's mind is so much shallow and they cannot see the deep thing that God wants to offer. But Christ is able to do great things if you will only allow him. Said, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Can you get this? How, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Brethren, let me tell you that the, the, all the resources of this world have a limit. They will end. But if you have Christ, you have it all. You have the eternal life that God will give to you. The resources, the material things of this world will all come to an end. And one day your life will come to an end. My life will come to an end. And that will be left with nothing. Nothing. We've seen the wealthiest of the wealthiest of this, this world all passed away. They could not take any of those wealth with them. And in the same way, you need Jesus. You need eternal life. You need the one who can give you a life of eternity that you will be in the presence of God. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Yes, that is why even the wealthiest of the wealthy will continue to desire more because the things of this world can never satisfy. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never taste. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of a water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Christ was talking about something unique, but he was, she was looking at it with a physical way of thinking. Today, that may be your issue. You have the physical mind and the physical mind can never understand the things of God. You need to have Christ in you and the Holy Spirit of God will come to indwell you, live in you and begin to open your understanding to the truth of the gospel message. You are right when you say you have no um, uh, Jesus went on to say this in verse 16. He told her, go call your husband and come back. Christ diverted this conversation now to begin now to address the actual needs of, the, of this woman. So moving her away from the water and begin now to address the very things that are hurting her in her life. I have no husband, the woman said. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said 
is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the, the, the Father is uh, seeking. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that, that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I the, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking to a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking to her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out, to, um, out of the town and made their way towards him. Reading on to the end of the passage is amazing. And that whole city came to know uh, Jesus. That whole city came to surrender to Christ. That whole city came to give their life to Christ because of this woman's testimony, because of the fact that she was willing to share um, her faith and the, the fact that she came to know Christ and to surrender to him. And as her, her life um, has, has, has suddenly, all of a sudden taken a change. The hurting woman began now to be happy and the woman who didn't want to have anything to do with people now began now to go and tell the very people that she was avoiding to come and see that Jesus is good. Hallelujah. When you taste Christ, do not keep him for, uh, with yourself. Let's pick some lessons today from this passage as I promised last week so that this will guide and motivate you to be able to continue to, uh, to be a witness for Christ. Number first lesson I want to leave with you today is that I want, God wants us to get out of our comfort zone to share our faith. Think about Christ. He had nothing to do with this woman and yet he came out of his comfort zone. He came out of his comfort zone as a Jew, as a man who didn't, was not supposed to be talking to women uh, by themselves at that time. And yet he came out of that comfort zone and presented the love of God to these people. You are, most of us today in our faith as believers are so much comfortable that our comfort areas is preventing us from sharing our faith. We have no limit in the, to the areas that we are so feel so comfortable. We feel just satisfied to keep the gospel and uh, message to ourselves without going out there to go and share it. But God wants to break us loose from that area of comfort and to send us forth so that we can share our faith. The second lesson for you this, this afternoon is for you to go beyond your cultural biases your cultural stereotypes 
in order to reach others with the gospel. Remember that Christ was a Jew. This Samaritan woman had no relationship at all. The Jews and the Samaritans had nothing in common. Just like in the story of Philip and the Ethiopian Enoch, God used Philip to break the cultural norm, go beyond his own cultures into meeting somebody from another culture. God wants you to be able to move and be a witness to somebody who is not like you, who does not uh, hold the same class. Um, as you, who socially is, cannot even be related to you. Education-wise, is not at the same level. And yet still, that person has a void in his heart, in her heart that God wants to meet. Would you be that person that goes out there and reaches out to people, move out of your cultural um, comfort areas and go cross-culturally to your neighbor and share your faith? The woman needed somebody to break that yoke of cultural uh, domination at that time and Christ broke it so that he could bring God's love to, to, the, to this woman. Uh, lesson number three, make use of every opportunity that God gives you in the sharing of your faith. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says we should make use of every opportunity God gives us, gives us to be able to share our faith with other people. John 4.10 tells us that Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Hallelujah. If you knew who I am, if we, the world will know who Jesus is, they will embrace him. If the world will know, they will accept him. But the Bible says, how can they know? Unless somebody goes and tells them. Unless somebody goes and preaches to them. Unless somebody goes and shares with them. So you and I have a responsibility of sharing our faith. Make use of every opportunity. God is giving us the opportunities of sharing our faith. Let us not um, miss that opportunity. Number four, don't try to be um, uh, uh, to present the message of the gospel in any sophisticated manner. Be simple when you share your faith. Christ was very simple and basic and reached out to this person, to this woman in a very simple way and her heart was turned to God. John 4, 7 to 10, when, this, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not have any association with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Hallelujah. Don't try to be so sophisticated in the presentation of the gospel. Brethren, you know what? God does not desire the message of salvation to be complicated. He came and he wants us to present that message in its simplicity so that the world will come to know him. So just be real 
and, and present the message just like Jesus did to this woman. Start from where the people are and God will open their hearts to you. Number five, point out the needs of people to them with grace. That is very important. Christ was gracious. She, he knew that this woman had issues. He had been living, he had, she had lived with five men and was living with a safe man who was also not her husband. Talk about cohabitation in our world today. So when you meet people who may have uh, issues in life, be gracious, be merciful, and present to uh, the gospel message to them in a very gracious way. Verse 16 to 18 of John chapter 4, Jesus told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. In, in fact, you have had five husbands and the man you are, you have, the man you now have is not your husband. Wow. God knows everything about us. Don't think that we can hide anything from him. He knows the life that you are living. If the life is not glorifying him, he knows that. But he wants to show us his love, even in our weakness. He wants to show us his love, even in our shortcomings. And that is how the world, God wants us to reach out to the world. Show them his grace. When you are, are sharing your faith, the sixth lesson I want you to take home today is avoid any arguments. Look at this woman. She began to talk about the, the, the issues between Jews and Samaritans. She began to talk about um, history and the fact that um, Samaritans and Jews have nothing in common. And, and, and talking about the fact that the theological issue, they have to worship God and on this particular mountain and Christ avoided any arguments. He didn't engage her in, in arguing about whatever that she was uh, talking about, but just focused on the actual thing that she needed, salvation. That is what the world needs. God's word encourages us not to engage ourselves with, with arguments when it comes to the gospel. The gospel message is clear and simple. It is about Jesus and him crucified and how he can bring life eternal life to people. Lesson number seven for you uh, today is that stick to the main issues when it comes to presenting the, 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 the message of the gospel. That is what Jesus did from verse 20 to 26. Look at what again was going on. The woman began to say, our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers that the Father is looking for. God is spirit and, they, and his Worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. 
Then Jesus said, verse 26, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. All that the world needs is Jesus. And not you trying to prove that you know. And not us trying to argue about things. All that the world needs is salvation in Christ. Just like Christ was present there with this woman and she didn't recognize it. He is still present through you. And God just wants you to present him to the world. Number eight, focus on the need for a heart relationship rather than religion. As many people will want to present. Religion will not save people. Religion will not save people. Only a heart relationship with Christ can redeem people. So Jesus focused on the main thing. He wasn't concerned about the fact that people will worship here or there. Wherever that um, we, will, we will worship God begins with our heart relationship with him. And that's why Jesus says, it doesn't matter where. Uh, people worship. All that you need is to have a relationship with God, the true creator, and you can worship him anywhere. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 23 to 24. Yet the time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Oh, hallelujah. That is what God wants you and me to understand. God just desires us to worship him by first beginning to know him and giving our life to Christ. Lesson number eight today. Anyone who has a relationship with Jesus, brethren, and I mean anyone who has a relationship with Christ, can be a witness for Christ. You don't need to go to a theological school to become a witness for Christ. All that you first need is a relationship, a discipleship. And then you will begin now to share your faith. Like this woman, when she came to hear um, and meet Jesus, she never kept this message. Look at verse 28 through to uh, verse 30. Then leaving her water jar. Today God wants many of us to leave certain things, drop certain things that are a hindrance to us from sharing the faith, drop them and be like this woman and go. She was, she needed the water, but she knew that at that very moment, all the world needs, all that Samaria needs was not water. The physical one, they needed to have the spiritual water. And she left that. She left their physical things in order to go and seek after to bring the whole city to come and taste the actual spiritual water hallelujah then leaving her water jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people come see a man who told me everything i ever did could this be the messiah they came out hallelujah it doesn't matter whether you are an old christian or a new christian you are able to share your testimony, your faith with other people. Number nine, keep your eyes open for the unexpected spiritual harvest that God may bring you on your way. For most of us, it's an opportunity. The harvest is plentiful and we are not seeing it. Verse 35 says that, don't you have um, a saying? Don't you have a saying? It is still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. 
The harvest is there. Man is yearning for something that will satisfy them. Number 10, sowing is necessary for the harvest. If you sow a, 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 don't sow a seed, you are not going to have any harvest. So church, let's go out there. Let's sow the seed and then God will bring the harvest. John 4, 36 and 30 to 38. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. That's the saying, one sows and another one reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of your of your labor. Hallelujah. Number 11, there is power in your testimony. There is power in your testimony. There is power in, in, in telling people what God has done in your life. Brethren, actually, that is the best message that we can ever present. You know, the world will have theological arguments. They will argue about theological issues with you. One thing they cannot deny or argue about is your testimony and what God has done in your life. The Bible tells us of a man that Jesus had healed of blindness. And he had a testimony. He was blind all his life. And then he runs and begins to, to, to share his faith. And again, the Pharisees and the Sadducees began now and to give him problems and asking him questions about how he, he came to see. The Bible tells us that this man said, he told them, there's one thing that I know. This Jesus that you are talking about, you may have other names for him. But one thing that I know is that once I was blind, but now, I can see. Hallelujah. That was his testimony. I don't care what you know or want to say about Jesus. I don't care about your theological issues. I don't care about all the historical and geographical, archaeological things that you are trying to dig out to disprove who God is. I don't care about that. One thing that I know is that Christ redeemed me and my life has never been the same. That is your testimony. And that is all that God wants you to share. That's all that God wants you to tell the world. Remember that he redeemed you not to hoard that salvation, but to share that salvation. He redeemed you not to keep it to yourself, but to go out there and to give it to the world. He redeemed you not to um, to to uh, um, keep that message, that redemption, not to keep that testimony to yourself, but to go out there and tell the world about that. The more we do that, that harvest will become real. And the salvation of God will come to the people who do not know him, will come to be real in people's lives. Remember a few things today. Yes, like this woman, the well is deep about your life. But I want to tell you, God can go to every depth 
to redeem you, to redeem you and save you. The, the world is telling you that your problems are so big, they are so huge that they cannot actually be solved. This woman thought that, yes, she had sunk so deep in her life, in her moral life that she cannot be redeemed. And yet Jesus says that if you knew who is talking to you today, your life will never be the same because he will give you water that you will drink and you will never test again. Hallelujah. Yes, social uh, uh, standards may be tearing us apart, but remember that Christ came to bind and the wounds of those who are hurting. Christ came to redeem those who are lost. Christ came to be able to restore man's relationship with God, that the things that have been lost between us and God, he will be able to bring them back again. Today, salvation is right there at your door. All that God wants you to do is to say, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. If you will do that, then you will be counted among the children of God. Oh, hallelujah, what a joy of knowing that. What a joy that will come into your heart. What a transformation that you will experience. What, what, what a blessing that will come upon your life. That you will begin now to be a witness for Christ. Children of God who know him, remember that Jesus has given us a means of salvation to go and share. He has made us ambassadors, our representatives of him on this earth. Can we go now and share our faith in the simplicity of this message? And God will continue to do his work in this world. Hallelujah. We'll pick this up again next week. And I'm going to look at another uh, story from, from, uh, from Jesus' conversation with another individual. And, and we, will, we will see how Christ wants us to be able to meet people where they are and bring the message of the gospel to them. Bow down with me as we pray. Lord, I thank you for your word that brings life. I surrender to you and I pray that you will continue to work in us and through us. Work in your people, Lord. Work in those who are hearing this message who do not know you, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Be glorified in us now and forevermore. Amen. I encourage you to go to our website, Glorious Hope Community Church, and then be able to Find some more resources. We encourage you to continue to support us as well financially. And I believe that the seed that you sow will continue to produce fruits and God's name will be glorified in and through us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.